0: It's a cool breeze over the mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I'm one of your hosts. I am joined on this very special episode by both of my co-hosts, Whitney Nelson.
1: Yes, that's me. Hello.
0: And Evan Wells. Hi there. What are we doing here today? We're We're
2: reckoning.
1: We are reckoning.
0: With some potentially bad choices, some of us. And others potentially might not have anything to reckon for at all. They might have, <laughs> yeah. They might have nailed it on the first try. I'm not naming oh, names. Oh man, oh man. If you've been following along, and if you're listening to this episode, surely you have to have been. We've been ranking our Keanu movies as we've watched them, and yes. in this episode, we're going to make things right. We are because you know things
1: got very wrong. <laughs>
0: I can't I can't speak for my co-hosts, but I really really messed up the rankings along the way. So this gives me a little bit of a redemption arc, and I'm I'm thankful for that. This also bookends season 1 of Cool Breeze Over the Mountains. I'm super excited about that as well. We did it. We got through this.
1: Yep, we done did it. We're here.
0: We've seen now 21 movies, 21 Keanu movies, which
1: is, mm-hmm. that's a lot. We're, we're a
0: third-ish of the way through his, his catalog yeah. now. We did work. Of the ones we've watched that we hadn't seen previously, do any of these stand out to you as something like, you, you ha- it brought unexpected joy into your life?
1: Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> yeah. of hope
0: that would be the case
1: yeah i mean i mean i made it pretty clear back then so if you really want the in-depth reasoning why go back and listen to it but i think the big thing for me and what what i really stuck with it is it was nice humor Mm -hmm. like it was never punching down and it was such a beautiful example of non-toxic masculinity in a friendship with the exception of the one gay joke that i hated Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
1: It was just so much more warm hearted than I was expecting, because when you look at all the reviews, like everyone talks about how stupid the characters are. And it's you get sort of a slapsticky like dude where's my car sort of a vibe from from the reviews. And so only having heard that and never having seen the movie, I was expecting it to be funny, but not to like. Not it not to be heartwarming, and then it was so heartwarming that it really genuinely took me by surprise.
0: Hmm, that's delightful. That's how I feel about Bill and yeah. Ted also. So
2: unexpected joy. Um, I mean, I laughed at some of these movies, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> let me. I'm gonna
2: say at some me, of these. Let movies. me phrase
0: it a different way. Of the movies of his that you hadn't seen, are there any of these that you feel like you might return to?
2: I I mean, uh, yeah, I think I'll return to some of these, but I think a a third way that I would look at it is not necessarily that brought me joy, but that I was surprised by, right? That I was, I think my own private Idaho kind of stuck with me.
0: Interesting. Um, Okay.
2: And, you know, for various reasons, feel free, listener, to revisit that amazing episode. But yeah, it was, I think that movie, looking at this list is one that, is the one that i've spoken about the most after to to like friends and family
0: <laughs> my own private idaho is an interesting choice cuz i still <laughs> that's that is in that is barely in my new top 10 so what
2: oh boy like
0: what is it specifically about that movie i i, I mean i'm sure if we revisit the episode you speak you know more specifically about it, but like at a broad level, what is it that stuck with you? Was it like the storytelling or was it the actual, like the character development? Like what was, is there like one specific aspect of that movie that you really enjoyed?
2: I I mean, I just think it was technically great. And, um, okay, you know, it was, it was, it was cool to watch just aside from everything else. It was well shot and there were some There were some interesting things that they did in that movie and that made sense and somehow made sense. Right. And um, I don't know. It just kind of it was really a a beautifully shot movie. And then, uh, you know, the story, too. The story is is pretty unique and it's pretty, you know, it's it could be kind of gut wrenching at points depending on kind of how you looked at it and and those those movies for me that are kind of packed with emotion uh are gonna stick with me for a little while so um i'm an emotional guy what can i say
0: <laughs> fun okay look hey mm-hmm. no judgments here
1: andrew what was yours
0: i think I, I don't know if this comes as a surprise to either of you I hope, and it's probably joy for you, Whitney. It's much ado about nothing for me.
1: Yes, what? it is. Oh, yeah. What is Yay. this movie?
0: It came out of nowhere for me.
1: Again, <laughs> not something. Love it.
0: Again, go back, revisit the episode. I feel like I was very excited. I still am mm-hmm. very excited about that movie. Never something I would have sought out and so happy. Just, just an overall great, great film. Definitely one that I would easily recommend. It's a good movie. It's
1: just such a. A feel good movie, also. It's very heartwarming in a mm-hmm. very different way from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but still right up there. Okay. So the way that we're doing the seasons is basically by 10 year increments. Yeah. So we've done 85 to 94. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to do 95 to 2004. What in the next coming decade of films are you most excited to see?
0: Oh, man. Oh, boy. This is where we get into some huge, huge Keanu Reeves stuff. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, Johnny Mnemonic is the next one, but we also have The Devil's Advocate, which is huge. Oh, the Matrix is huge. Right. Um, so wait,
2: we're going to 2005, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: From,
0: yeah. Well, 2004-ish. 2000... Well, somewhere yeah, in that area. Yeah. Because
1: I, I don't think he actually made any movies in 2004, so...
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Devil's Advocate is just a great movie. Obviously I'm excited for the Matrix. Chain Reaction is so fun. Yeah. Some of these I don't recognize, right? Like Sweet November. I don't I don't recognize that. Oh boy.
0: Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah.
2: Um Ellie Parker. I don't recognize, I don't recognize Thumbsucker. Some of these that that's cool too, right? That we're getting into much more Modern movies and there, there's still Titles that I don't recognize so that's
1: Oh yeah there's titles I don't recognize that came out Like last year <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> You're like what? That's the thing about someone who's so prolific Like Keanu Reeves is Is I literally there's stuff that came out in 2018 that I am like what is That even <laughs> yep.
0: just, just today somebody asked If they should sit down and watch Replicas and I was like wait What? And I was like, oh, that's a Keanu Reeves movie. It's like, I don't know. I don't (laughs) know if you should watch that one. It looks like it (laughs) came out after John Wick. So I would say probably (laughs) not. No, (laughs) I don't know. I, on one of these episodes, and an intrepid listener might be able to tell me I bet Whitney 20 bucks that she would love the replacements.
1: Yeah. That's actually, that was what I was going to say about yeah. what I'm most excited about. Cause like, obviously there's ones that I've seen that I am excited to see again. The matrix is one. Um, I am. There's a lot of them. Something's got to give is sure. such a great movie. And seeing that I haven't seen it since it came out, I think. And so seeing it again, you know, what, 15 years later or something with this whole different perspective on Keanu Reeves and who he is in that part, I'm excited for. I've never seen Johnny Mnemonic. I wouldn't say I'm excited for that, but I'm not not (laughs) excited for that. But, like, definitely after after what we've done so far in the podcast, the thing that I have not seen that I am most excited to see is 100% the replacements. And that's all, Andrew. Yes! That's all you're doing. The hype train (laughs) rolls on. I
0: don't, I don't want to, I don't want to build it up too much. I, 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 I mean, I, it's too late. I already have. However, it's a really solid, the cast is like pretty incredible. Start there. And then it's, it's a, it's a football movie that got me to actually care, which few of those have. You name some well, football that's the movies thing and I'm like, I, I always don't care. thought
1: that I would not care about it at all for that reason, that sports movies in general just don't really do it for me. They're so formulaic. Yes. And that's that's not necessarily the fault of the movies. That's more the fault they're covering. They're about a subject matter that is a formula. So like the win, lose, hmm. whatever kind of a thing, like you're always going to have that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and it's not even how I necessarily feel about sports. It's just sports movies always feel the same to me over and over and over again. Um. So for, for you to not really be into sports movies or movies about football and to feel the way you do about it is part of what made me so excited for it, because I'm generally just not interested. But this one seems like I might actually get a lot out of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny, which is mm-hmm. which is helpful. Usually sports movies are something of a dour affair, really. Yes. It's like, oh, or, or an underdog story, but it's rising up. I'm thinking of like, what was a, like a technically great football movie? Okay, I got it. I, I thought of it. The Blind Side, right? Is that what that movie oh, was yeah. called with Sandra Bullock? I think it was Blind Side, yeah. That movie check? was excellent. Right, if that's the name of the movie I'm thinking of, the one where she yeah, it basically it is kind of fosters this, uh, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. But you know, I watched it and I'm not, I'm not going to revisit it again. Whereas mm-hmm. I've I mean, seen the replacements like three times and I don't really okay. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, you know that's what we're dealing with here.
1: Yeah,
2: is it better or worse than Remember the Titans, though? That to me is the quintessential sports movie.
0: Right, you can you could rattle off a bunch. I would say, yeah, remember the Titans, you could say Rudy. Some people would probably throw television, you say Friday Night Lights in there maybe. I don't know what your how you make that distinction. Remember the Titans again, I've seen and then that's it. I watched it once. So uh, take take from that what you will. You you've listened to me talk about movies twenty one ish times now, so you know I, I, I'm I'm unreliable at best. But uh, I like yeah. Keanu Reeves though. So does That's remember true. the Titans have Keanu Reeves? Is my question to you.
2: <laughs> no, right. unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I'd say the Devil's Advocate for me, uh, which is coming up really soon. Is like yep. yeah. That's a movie where, oh man, I saw that maybe I was probably not old enough to have seen that movie for sure. Well, that's
1: the thing. That's the thing that I am so curious to see how we all do that because we were all impressionable the last time that we saw The Devil's Advocate and like what I took Mm -hmm. away from that movie then versus what I will take away from it now is going to be so, so different. But I think I was, I think I was like 14 when I saw The Devil's Advocate. And so, like, the impression that it made on me and the gut feeling that I have when I think about The Devil's Advocate as a 14-year-old is going to be so different than seeing it now as, like, a 35-year-old that's going to be a very, very different experience. And I'm, I'm curious to see how it changes my perspective of the film. I'm also curious to see how it ages, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of PC stuff. And obviously, it's not a PC movie. Sure. I'm curious to see how it ages in that regard, in like political correctness, because I think that there's yeah. going to be some stuff that I have an issue with now that I would not have had an issue with before.
0: It's very possible that movie is controversial in a lot of different kinds mm-hmm. of ways, and I only get flashes of images from it. I'm like, oh me man, too. I me can't, too. Me like... too. I have a
1: very, very strong sense of emotion when that I think about that movie yeah. and and like images brought up. But I can't actually remember situations or conversations that are had in that movie. So that one's going to be interesting for all of us. I think I'm ready. That's your
0: episode too, Whitney. That's going to be real fun. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to be a fun one. So that's the next. That's the next ten years. We got. We got a lot I'm to. Not,
1: I'm not super pumped about watching A Walk in the Clouds again.
0: <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it, so I don't. I, I have no strong opinion about that.
1: I don't I don't think it's bad and I don't want to like sway anybody because at the time it got a lot of very good press from what I remember. I just don't feel like it's one of those that you need to see again after you've seen it. I'm trying to think of a movie that I would consider comparable to A Walk in the Clouds and I can't really.
0: Does he have any other movies that are like that? Just from this title, I'm thinking it's some sort of rom, rom- romantic or like a drama. Maybe I, I have no even concept of what it is.
2: It's it's a drama. All right. And ro- yeah, it's romance too.
0: I I'd actually wager the the majority of the movies in the next 10 years I have not seen or have no recollection of, right? Like yeah. A Walk in the Clouds. I don't think I've seen Feeling Minnesota. It sounds familiar, but it could just be like I remember that poster from the cinema. Right. <laughs> the Last Time I Committed Suicide. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, Most of the next ten years is all Matrix stuff anyway, (laughs) so that's yeah. (laughs) I
1: mean, we've got a lot of Matrix coming up in season two, so maybe we do.
0: We do a crossover with the Enter the Matrix video game here. It could
1: be, you know, every movie we don't aren't familiar with is terrible, and we still get all three Matrixes, so that's going to be fun to talk about regardless.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big one,
1: both in like positive stuff and in like having a fun time bashing it stuff, because some of the. The, you know, sequels to The Matrix are, there's some stuff there to talk about.
0: That's what I want to get into, because that is the number one thing that people brought up where they're like, I can't wait for you to get to The Matrix sequels. And I remember Mm -hmm. at the time, I was like, wow, these are not very good at all. And I'm just wondering (laughs) if there's something under the surface that we all missed the first time. I don't know. I just want to give the Wachowskis the benefit of the doubt and say, maybe, maybe it's deeper. Maybe we're all just taken in by the spectacle and there's something else there. I just, maybe I'm it's a, deeper. I'm hoping, hoping we're for- all <gasps> alive to,
2: to be Duracell batteries. How does it get any deeper than that?
1: I know it's, well, no, I mean, I know. But it's see, like That's a- actually my, my, my issue is I think that the it shouldn't be deeper.
2: Ah, I think that we go. went
1: we went as deep as we should go in The Matrix. And I think that trying to put too much heavy-handed meaning on it is what made them not good.
0: Ah.
2: Mm. I'm just excited for the twins in the sequel because they're <laughs> so badass. The ghosts!
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Right. And there's a werewolf, I think, also, and a vampire. There's a Dracula in there, maybe. Sure. Don't why know. not? I think yeah. there is. I really, truly think there is. It's basically like a Scooby-Doo
1: episode. <laughs> you meddling
0: kids. Oh, man. Kids. Oh, I love it. I love it. We got a lot coming up in the next 10 years. I'm very excited. And yep. I'm, I'm, again, thank you both for joining me on this journey here. I think by the end of this mm-hmm. year, we'll probably be pretty close to we'll probably come right up maybe surpass that 50-episode thing if we play our cards right. So this will be a a yeah. great accomplishment overall. Absolutely. So let's talk about the last 10 years of Keanu's career. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to ask is, we just watched Speed, which crushed. So fun. It's just great. So fun. Great. Great. And so fun. a lot of, start up a lot of debate uh, on the on the interwebs about whether it's better than Die Hard or not. Jury's still out. I let that poll run for seven days.
1: Ah! is not entirely out though like yeah we've got five days left on the poll as of recording we'll still have a couple days left on the poll as of when it goes out (laughs) i think maybe maybe not no it'll it'll be done by the time yeah
0: it'll wrap on the day that this comes out anyway
1: (laughs) as of right now there are five days left in the poll with 28 people voting speed is 68 percent in the lead
0: I know, but we are pandering so to a crowd. So I think
1: that the jury really is out. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're pretty sure what the jury's going to come back with here.
0: I wish I could have a diehard person retweet it, or so, or, or you know, or uh, a, a larger, uh, some other larger, two larger accounts. I mean, retweet we definitely, we definitely audience. have
1: a skewed fan base, but we're always going to have a skewed fan base because we're about Keanu Reeves. Right. So if we're pitting a Keanu Reeves movie against another movie. There's always going to be a little bit of bias there, but I I actually am I'm shocked at the results being that, that big a difference. Almost 70% in favor of speed with 28 people voting is so much more of a lead than I would have expected it to have. I would have expected it to be closer to 50-50. I, I legitimately thought it was going to be controversial when I said that speed is better than Die Hard so <laughs> factually. And it turns out that a lot of people You're agree right. with me. You're right.
0: And then there are those other people that are like, I, I haven't seen either, or I haven't seen Die Hard. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you've missed out on so much, so much. Mm-hmm. Just go watch <laughs> Die Hard. I'm not saying watch it over Speed. If you haven't seen either, watch Speed first, and then watch, as one of our friends so eloquently put it, Speed in an office building. Mm.
1: And then tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Even if the poll's over, tweet at us, because I want to hear what people have to say about it. Yeah. As
0: far as these last 10 years ending with Speed, how far has he come as an actor in your eyes?
1: So far. Oh,
0: Crazy
1: far. far.
0: Is he a movie star now? Yeah.
1: Yes, 100%. Uh, I think so for sure. And I think Speed is kind of what did it. Like we've seen some stuff before where we've seen the chops and we've seen the presence. Um, And I definitely think that that has improved over time. But I think speed was where it was like, this guy is carrying this movie. Hmm. And it's not that the movie was struggling and needed someone to carry it, but but he just had so much presence uh, on the screen and and did such a good job of not overplaying it. Like it's easy with something that's all action and all continually ramping up tension and whatever to get over the top with your expressions or, or, you know, your, how seriously you're taking the situation or whatever. And I think that he did a really, really good job of, of seeming realistic and uh, seeming serious. And it never went over the top for me to the point where it was silly. I I also like action movies that go into silly. Like I love the fast and the furious movie, so I'm not opposed (laughs) to going into silly, but, but I think that this movie really benefited from having so much quippy dialogue but being so serious and, and Keanu really pulled that off. And I also think we talked about this. My number one thing is Keanu Reeves does not have chemistry with people romantically. (laughs) And that's part of the reason why he's gotten such a bad reputation as an actor, especially in the early years was because he kept being put in like leading man romance roles. And I don't think that's where he should be. I think this is, this one definitely proved me wrong, at least in this case, because they had a lot of chemistry and, and you could see it, happening in a way that felt very real between Sandra Bullock and him. So hmm. I definitely think that we have seen him become a star in oh, yeah. very, very very recent movies. Um, and I definitely think that we've seen it improving in his acting chops, for sure.
2: Yeah, so much of it is dependent on, I mean, what Whitney is basically saying is the movie itself. So if you put him in the right setting, he's going to be a star. And unfortunately, I think he had a lot of A lot of times where they were like square hole around peg with Keanu and it's just like, no, that's not, that's not where he's going to shine. But you put him in something like speed or something like um, point break or what else up here? I mean, those are probably the most classic examples and he just takes off.
1: I do think that, that Keanu Reeves so far, what we've seen is definitely different from some actors. Like you get actors who shine in the role regardless of whether it's the right one or not like i'm trying to think of somebody who's been in a lot of crappy movies but is always good in them Eh, william h macy is a good example
0: there you go
1: william h macy is great in whatever he's in whether it's the right part for him or not or whether it's the right you know role for him or not he always like brings it super hard I. I think Keanu Reeves is not one of those actors. I think a lot with Keanu Reeves, I think he takes a lot of stuff and I think he's very open to the kinds of roles that he takes. But I think if when you're casting Keanu Reeves, there's certain things that work for him and certain things that just don't. And and I think that he's one of those that definitely has a lot of chops and is a very good actor, but is not necessarily as um, universally applicable as some actors who can kind of melt into whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if,
0: just by the very like nature of the projects that he takes on, being so varied, that that is what lends him to having some misses, some pretty big misses yeah. too. But it, I kind of appreciate the swing, right? But based off everything he's done so far, I would say that the, all of these wins far outweigh whatever I would consider to be some of these like duds, really. Yeah. So we have covered twenty-one of his movies. But let's keep in mind that he also ha- had a few TV series, right? And then like mm-hmm. six or seven TV movies that we didn't bother to cover, whether we could, like, whether it was through we couldn't find it, or it was like three hours long in the case of Babes in mm-hmm. Toyland <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so the dude, I, I don't know, I I I just have like a an admiration for him that is unlike some of his, even his contemporaries.
1: Well, I mean, we've had this conversation before in in episodes of if we were to do this again with a different actor, we would be it would be very, very, very hard for us to find an actor who would give us this kind of range in really? movie. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're doing a, you know, like a Bruce Willis, you're going to get a lot of one kind of movie and not too much of other stuff. If you're doing a Meryl Streep, like. She's made a ton of movies, but you're going to get a lot of one kind of movie and not too much else in that. Like her career has, has really strayed in one way or another. You don't get slapstick comedies and period pieces and Shakespeare and, you you know, like just, he's been so all over the map. There are not many actors who are that all over the map. And I think that that's Part of his willingness to take on a bunch of different kinds of roles. Um, and I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. I just think that he is, we've seen him miscast multiple times in, in the last 10 years of movies. Sure. And I, I know for a fact that we continue to see that happen throughout his career. <laughs> oh.
0: It's fine. He can always, he'll just do John Wick forever. And then whatever he does in between John okay. Wick, we'll watch. And then, you know, that's
1: cool. Siberia? Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. We'll no, support I don't care. you. As but...
1: long as I keep getting John Wick, you can do whatever you want, Keanu.
2: I'm only going to those other movies to make sure that you keep making <laughs> John Wick
1: movies. Exactly.
0: That's true. I'm here for Keanu, not whatever else is happening here. Not all these other people in the credits. Let's be very clear about what's going on here. <laughs> I wanted to compare him, because Whitney, you touched on a point that I think is is really good. So I know he's something of... A controversial. I I I don't want to talk about whatever his actual life is like. But take a look mm-hmm. at what Tom Cruise has done in these ten years. Also, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna rattle through these really, really quickly. Oh yeah, quickly. okay.
1: The same same decade, like eighty five to yep.
0: ninety four. I'm gonna yeah. I'm actually gonna start in eighty three because that's risky business, right? But okay. risky business, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the right moves. Great. Top Gun, Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men. And the firm, oh, an interview with a vampire, right? Mm. Those are great. Like, I'm not gonna knock any of those. There's quite
1: a few really good ones in there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. However, Tom Cruise is this is essentially the same guy, with the exception yes. of maybe, I don't know, a few good men, which you could argue, right? But he is that same guy. Yep. And it's wildly entertaining to watch, but there's the range is so focused. Yeah,
1: even in like Rain Man. He's not that different from cocktail tom cruise
0: pretty much right yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i'm i'm with you on that one it's it's a, it's a very similar role that he's playing in a bunch of different movies and he's doing it well and they're good movies but i you definitely don't get the the range out of that at all of like what we've do- covered with keanu reeves in the same time period not even close
2: yeah yeah they're bringing bringing top gun back
1: <laughs> which is yeah. and it's going to be the same it's quite literally yeah, same it, guy,
0: same character. Same movie. I, it's going to, I'll go see it. Clearly. I'm going to go see it. But obviously, right. <laughs> the only time that Tom Cruise broke character for me is in Tropic Thunder when he played the like goofy agent yeah. with the huge forearms or whatever, which was like, it a, didn't go well. It didn't, but I, I enjoyed that movie. But yeah. I'm looking through the absolute rest of his stuff, and he is, without a doubt, the same character. It works for him. I go see most of his films. I'll say the Mission Impossible ones for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to chart that trajectory to see, wow, this guy does all the same stuff, and look at what Keanu's up to. That didn't work, but nice attempt. There's something for everyone in Keanu's wheelhouse. And Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. if you like this kind of movie, you're, you'll, yeah, don't don't go to him for, like, a period drama or anything like that, where Keanu actually has yep. one or two of those, so kind of cool. Yeah. Do you have anything else we want to talk about before we get to our, our actual reckoning here?
1: No. Um, No, I do just want to say, because it just came out, and, like, when John Wick 3 came out, we talked about it, even though we're going to have an episode about it down the road. Toy Story 4, I have not seen yet, <gasps> but... Someone texted me immediately after coming out of the theater to say that Toy Story 4 was delightful and Keanu Reeves crushed it.
0: He did. Mm -hmm. I saw it. I saw it. You did? You know when you watch a Pixar movie (laughs) and there's that moment, and usually there's several, but there's like one moment where it's like literal chills. You're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. they set all these pieces up just perfectly for this exact moment. That moment mm-hmm. was with Keanu's character, Duke awesome. Caboom. And I was like, oh my God, it was glorious. It was really well it. done. I
1: love it. I just, I I want to, you know, obviously we're going to have episodes for all these Keanu movies as they come out. But I also, now that we're in the podcast, we should be talking about them. Like we talked about um, Always Be My Maybe, and yes. that sort of stuff. So I just wanted to to bring up very quickly what's going on in Keanu News right now as we're doing this, which is Toy Story 4 being out. And I want to go see it. But I'm so bad at seeing things in the theaters that if it's not something like John Wick 3 where I'm buying tickets three weeks ahead of time, <laughs> I maybe never see it. True. I'm going to see Toy Story 4 for sure. But um, I just wanted to to bring it up because someone immediately texted me. They, they literally were still in the movie theater. Had not left the building yet and they had to text me because of how good Keanu was in my nice. story. So
2: yeah. that's awesome. I
1: can't personally vouch for it, but if you're if you're debating whether or not to go see it, based on this one friend's recommendation, <laughs> I say yes, do it.
0: Yeah. It's the, uh, the what was going around was it's the highest rated movie where every review starts with, they shouldn't have made this.
1: <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> yes,
0: it's true, it's absolutely true. They shouldn't have made this, however. It's incredible. <laughs> so with that, let's get to let's get to this reckoning that we're talking mm-hmm. about here. We're talking about the movies, some of the mistakes we made, movies that move up, movies that move down, and in the case of maybe one of us, movies that don't move at all. Some people mm-hmm. oh, are yeah. just mm-hmm. too adept at ranking things. They don't have to be oh, man. they don't have to be arsed with the concept of mistakes at all. Mm. So, Let's talk about the the movies that maybe moved the most for us. Whitney, do you want to do you want to start off with maybe a movie that moved the most for you?
1: So, the movie that moved the most for me was actually very surprising. Uh-oh. The movie that moved the most for me was Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Oh
0: boy. Mm. Wow. Which moved
1: up 4 places in my list.
0: All right. What happened?
1: It was Below Flying. And it was below The Night Before, and it was below Youngblood. And I looked at all of those three movies, and I thought about when we had watched them, and I was like, if I were to have all four movies in front of me, and I have to put one in to watch tonight, what would it be? And it would be Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Even though there wow. was so much that I didn't like about it, and so much that just didn't, didn't work, I still think... And maybe that's just due to the, the cast being who it was, or whatever, but it, the, it just... If you said you have to watch one of these tonight, which one would it be? Even Cowgirls Get the Blues kept beating other things out. All right. So that that was kind of my my criteria because I definitely still don't recommend it. It definitely still is low on my list, but I had it down at number 19 and it is now at number 15. Um, The other thing is, and we talked about this. We had an idea that this might happen for me, but Tune In Tomorrow moved up to being in my top 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's number 10 on my list. It was number 13. So it's not a huge jump, but it is like I think the top 10 is definitely something that's the most important when you're doing this reckoning. Like the bottom couple. I'm always going to be curious in what the bottom few movies are. But then, like, the top 10 is going to consistently change and, and whatever. And, I, um, yeah, Tune In Tomorrow moved up to be in, in number 10 in my top 10.
0: Wow. That's a pretty prestigious spot. Yeah. yeah. River's yeah, Edge moved,
1: moved down three places. That was the biggest downward move was River's Edge. Okay. All right. Uh, and my top four, the same. Much Ado About Nothing stays the same. Bill and Ted stays the same. Parenthood. Uh, I did move point break up one okay uh because i i think it that i in retrospect do like it more than my own private idaho but literally those two just switch places okay so my my uh point break moved up one place and my own private idaho moved down one place but those two are are basically in the same spots they just switched around because i do think i like point break a little bit more those are those are the big ones that's that's what's notable and the prince of pennsylvania and one step away are still my bottom two <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. On that, we all still agree. So they they stay far, far down. And we just keep Mm -hmm. trying to forget about those.
1: So yeah, that's my reckoning.
0: Unbelievable. I think that all checks out. I think those are some smart moves. That's a really solid top five there. Mm -hmm. I dig it. I dig it. Evan. Hmm. Go ahead. Tell us everything. Give us the scoop. What are you reckoning with?
2: I didn't reckon <laughs> your list. I reckon I reckon that my list is mighty fine.
0: Nothing on you. You put everything here. You're like you went back. You you thought you were looking at it. You're like permanent record, huh? That is better than Little Buddha and Dracula. It
2: is. <laughs> Dude, Dracula was weird, and it was just especially after we like actually talked about its meaning and everything. It just kind of. Uh, I wasn't into it and then I think I just had like a I was excited for Permanent Record from when we started this because I remembered it from a long time ago and I remembered it being like raw and and exactly what it was and I don't know there's a little bit of like nostalgia I guess attached to that but
1: there's nothing wrong with that it is really good I feel like it's one of the most honest emotionally out of all of the movies we've seen so far so that's why it's still in my top 10 too
2: right but I was um I was interested in how much tune in tomorrow moved up for you, Whitney, and that has me thinking, but I still think it's it's right, <laughs> I just I stared at it i'm and I'm obviously you can hear that I'm staring at it now, but, mm-hmm. and second guessing, but i you know, I just couldn't find anywhere that I wanted to rejigger,
0: okay, I mean. You won't get another opportunity to do it until the season two reckoning, and then it'll be even oh. more difficult. So,
2: Oh, my God. You
0: can think on it if you want. I could take over, because I got some big moves. Yeah. Go for it. Big moves. No, I'm, I'm good. It's,
2: it's locked in. You, you, you go ahead.
0: All right. <laughs> We're talking about Tune In Tomorrow. This, this movie stole my heart in a big way. I don't even know why. I actually can't tell you why I like this movie so much. Well, because...
1: We all didn't super love it at the time. Like we were pretty hard on it. And there was a lot of things still like thinking about it now that didn't play very well. There's a lot of story stuff that doesn't make sense. But I think there's just this charm element to it that that outlasts in my memory more so than most of these movies. Like, yeah, we've watched some of these movies not that long ago. And tune in tomorrow. I still have the like flavor of that more than I have ones that we watched a month ago.
0: Yeah, I wow. totally, I've watched Tune In, I've revisited Tune In Tomorrow. That's like, I've like watched it again. I've had it on like, it's like a background watch, but that was the one that I saw it out. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna put this one on again. And I, I could not even, I really can't explain why. It jumped up five spots for me into the, a lot. into yeah. the top 10, like above Dracula and River's Edge. So that's Below permanent record though So let's let's keep it all in check here people But still Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that one The biggest move down for me is Brotherhood of Justice So that was Mm -hmm. in the top 10 And that dropped down That definitely should
1: not have been in your top 10 It shouldn't
0: have been again That that was one of the big I I truly regret putting it as high as it was And keeping it there (laughs) Long after the fact that was at my number eight spot, and it is now at my number 15 spot, which I feel like kind that's probably where that kind of belongs, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range outside of top 10. And then uh, Dangerous Liaisons moved up a couple. Basically, the whole middle of the list rejiggered for me, but the top five and the bottom five stayed exactly the same. So it's everything in the middle. Hmm. That's, that's about... Uh, that was about it for me. I, you know, t- tune in tomorrow is like it's it's my little darling in this first ten years here. I'm like <laughs> this was delightful. I can't explain why. Mm-hmm. Go watch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm I'm looking at some of these other ones. I can't believe that we watch some of these movies. To be honest with you, Prince of Pennsylvania. <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: and even i love you to death it's (laughs) i just don't i don't know i really
1: i wanted to like i love you to death so much i really wanted to i love kevin klein i love the idea of a true story that's a sort of a weird murder farce like everything about i love you to death should be a hundred percent up my alley and it just was not a good movie (laughs) literally everything about it like you should Look at the description for I Love You to Death and think Whitney might like that movie, but it just was not a good movie. I was so sad.
0: <laughs> it all fell apart. It did. <laughs> sad stuff. I guess yeah, we all have our these rankings indicate our worst. We you know, we pretty much all universally agree on that uh Prince of Pennsylvania one step away. Oh well, yeah.
1: The, the bottom two are Prince of Pennsylvania and One Step Away in that order for all three of us it deviates
0: so. a little and, bit, but yeah. And
1: speed is speed is number one for all of us right now. yeah which is great.
0: We all is it true that this is actually with the exception of my own private Idaho for Ev? So like our top fours are essentially just rejiggered kind of versions of each other, which is great. So that's awesome. Yeah, we all agree on what the good ones are. That's important.
1: Mm-hmm. We do.
0: All right, we reckoned. We reckoned. We have reckoned. We're gonna update. We're gonna update these, and then I have the spot on the website where these are now public for everyone to look at. And maybe we'll solicit people for season two to give us their rankings as well. I'd be curious. Oh yeah, a lot That'd of the cool. people we follow are constantly ranking and recategorizing these Keanu Reeves movies, and some bafflingly so, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, of the ones some I've bafflingly
1: seen. so. But I, I will never get tired. Of you, of the ones you've seen, you don't have to go through and watch some of these. I definitely recommend you don't go through and watch some of these. But like of the ones that you've seen and of the ones you have opinions on, tweet it at the Cool Breeze account. Tweet it at me. I want to see your rankings too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that that we should have listener submissions for rankings because I want to read them. Even if nothing else happens with them, Whitney wants to see them.
0: Ooh, you know what? we could build a uh, like one of those google docs submit things and just have a bunch in a row so you could put or oh, like a form mm-hmm. like a for- mm-hmm. like a form very much like a form yes yes uh,
1: possibly exactly like a form
0: very similar
1: possibly 100% a google form
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be an easy way to aggregate all that stuff so we don't have to try to maintain it's like you know, just Give us your name or don't, whatever your alias is. (laughs) Tell us a couple things, top five, top 10, whatever. And we'll see what we see. Yeah. That'll be cool.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think that it's super interesting. And I also think it's interesting how they change for people over time and how they change for people, like what your top five Keanu is right now versus what it's going to be, you know, in, in a year. And also doing it in time with like, Out of what we've seen so far, you can only choose your top five out of, you know, what we've seen so far. What would that be? Knowing that there's a bunch of movies that he's made that are people's top five later on and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: If you just went back five, well, let's say six years from today, before John Wick came out, my top 10 is a completely different list. Wildly, (laughs) wildly different. So and not even spots 1 2 and 3 don't exist. Right, it's like uh, it's just three question marks. It's like, "Huh? <laughs> I think
1: there's got to be something better, right?" I'm curious to see when we get to that point if John Wick, John Wick 2 and John Wick 3 really are 1 2 and 3 like I think they're going to be.
0: It might be. Hmm. However, I will say that at least in my in my humble opinion, that is not the correct order of the John Wicks. So that's that's just me, though.
1: It's not my order either. Yeah! It's John Wick 2, John Wick, and John Wick 3. <gasps>
0: Uh-oh. It's controversial. How can it you say something so controversial yet so brave? And I,
1: I, I loved John Wick 3. I loved it. But I still think that the pared-down nature of John Wick mm-hmm. puts it like the fact that the budget was so low, the fact that they had so little to work with, and it's literally just like a cam- a cameraman following Keanu around while he's <laughs> shooting. Dream job. And, and the fact that it plays so well without the huge cast, without the special effects, without the over-the-top wackiness of the world-building stuff that the other ones have. Um, like, the wacky world-building is more up my alley, and those are more my kinds of movies because of it. But I think the fact that I'm usually not a straight-up sort of actiony kind of a person like I don't like the board movies I don't like you know if there's no humor in them I'm not really interested in action and John Wick didn't have much humor but there I was so interested in it I was so interested that in the world that they built that I just feel like the storytelling there gets it more points for me absolutely but yeah I think the top three are going to be the John Wick movies by the time that we have caught up and uh, (laughs) I think that's that's wild but we'll see it might be different
0: you haven't it seen Toy different. Story four yet, so I
1: haven't can see, I can guarantee you, <laughs> Toy Story 4, four is Toy Story four could be the best Pixar movie ever made, and it is not going to unseat any John Wick movies.
0: All right, do we have any other any other thoughts? I love when we get into this stuff, and it's kind of unstructured. Uh, t- I don't know what you call that. What do they What do they call that in school when it was just like uh, like a free period almost, but you still had to do stuff? Am I making this up? Oh. Is
1: that a real thing? No. I didn't go to um, school, so I don't know.
0: We, we <laughs> called it
2: We called it study hall.
1: Study hall? I don't even I don't even know what grade people are in when they're a certain age or anything. I have to like do math. Like, okay, so if you're like six, you when should... you go, then what age would you be in eleventh grade? I have to do all that mental math because I didn't do any of it. So
0: Right. I feel like there was like a a word for that. Or maybe it exists now where it's like you get unstructured play or whatever we want to call that. This is what these episodes are. And I really appreciate them because we kind of go off the rails quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I don't really think anyone's here for us being on rails. I think.
0: (laughs) Truly. I think
1: everyone, I think everyone's on board with it, but we do definitely go off the rails.
0: That's why you're both here. And thank you again for joining me on this journey.
1: This has been a delight. I love doing this podcast and watching these movies, even when. They're terrible movies (laughs) that I will never watch again.
0: (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. You can find our website at CoolBreezePod.com and access all of our episodes, the list of films we'll be reviewing, and more. You can also reach out by emailing CoolBreezePod at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at CoolBreezePod. I guess at some point I'm probably going to have to add the Patreon information in here too. We'll do that Mm. next week. It'll be great. (laughs) If you think this is a podcast you can get behind, here's where it would go. Please give a subscription on your preferred platform, a review, or... In the future, subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) We'll we'll be back next week. But until then, Whitney, where are you on the internet?
1: I am at Whitney underscore Nelson on Twitter. And if you're interested in my Instagram, it's Whitney Nelson with no underscore. Um, But mostly it's pictures of food that I've made. And then just recently, my most recent Instagram was a picture or a video of me playing with a vomiting egg toy. So... (laughs) That may or may not be your thing. That's cool either way. Um, But you can find all my other podcasts there as well. Historical Hotties is uh, where we talk about different categories of dead person to figure out which one is the sexiest. Um, We have uh, Myth Takes, which is a rpg real play podcast we've got almost better than silence which is about video games that we're playing and then coming up shortly is uh fast and furious extremely fast and incredibly furious um but you can find links to all of those twitter accounts uh for all those podcasts and uh more information when new episodes go out and all that kind of fun stuff if you follow me on my Twitter. And also CC me on anything that you send to the Cool Breeze Twitter because I want to see things like rankings or, you know, if we get to that point where we have official Google Forms or whatever, then you won't. I'll see them anyway. But yeah, opinions and stuff. I want to see what you have to say about Keanu. Hells yeah!
0: Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: So Ev- get at me on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Evan. Yeah. You're probably... <laughs> You're probably working on stuff. You're being real sneaky on the internet. I got a feeling. I'm working. Tell us where people can find you on the internet.
2: I'm on Instagram, at EvanAkery, Acre, A-C-R-E-E. Um, That's a pretty good one. Uh, That's probably where I'm... Well, actually, I don't know where I'm most active. But yeah, there's things coming, things in the works. Um... Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's all. Okay. Pretty exciting.
0: <laughs> all right. I mean, your last uh your last Instagram post was June 16th. Is that where you're the most active?
2: I appreciate you checking. I had to. Thank you for keeping me updated on that.
1: Yeah, is is uh 6 weeks ago? Really your <laughs> most, most active profile?
2: <laughs>
0: mhm. Mhm. Truly cool. Evan's most active account on the internet is this. It's weekly. <laughs> And this is it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can keep up yeah. With subscribe money. to
1: this podcast if you want more of Evan, because this is where you get it.
2: <laughs> Amazing, truly. Subscribe to my Instagram if you want less. Right. If you if
0: you, if this is too much, Evan, you're gonna want to swing over to Instagram. That's where
2: it's it's low pressure, low low pressure. But don't go near my
0: Twitter. It's just a radioactive heap of trash. Fun. Super oh. fun. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I'll keep it short. Just uh, follow me at Dark Driving on Twitter. I'm going to be super, I'm going to be tinkering away at Cool Breeze Pod also. Set all of the things that we talked about on this episode. It's very exciting. I love data. I love collecting data and Ooh. hoarding it and manipulating it in interesting ways. Not creepy it's like ways. like a dragon,
1: only instead of sleeping on a pile of gold, he sleeps on a pile of data. I have,
0: <laughs> I have all these numbers <laughs> and I like. I'm like, what can we do with these numbers? Building
1: That's- a nest. Yeah. Data.
0: It's true. It's like, oh, look at this. Mm. Look at these.
1: Have you seen the X Files episode with Eugene Toomes, who rips people's kidneys out and is really stretchy? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he makes a nest out of like newspaper. That's Andrew. Only it's data.
0: <laughs> wow. Like, look at these average episode times. Look at this average mm-hmm. number of notes that we have per episode. I have all of this. I have, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I have it and I need more feed the beast as it were <laughs> at cool Breeze pod check it out mm-hmm. on that very weird note in this very <laughs> weird exit of a, of an entire episode truly truly bizarre thank you all for joining us <laughs> in the words of phil s preston and ted theodore logan be excellent to each other party on dudes Let me see if I can remember the intro without having a script in front of me. This is going to be fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, that's really good. Is that what I sound like? I'm changing it. <laughs> Season two, I'm changing it.
1: Yes, it is. No, the inflection was perfect. <laughs>